0: Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Lissy Pointer, type one diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Before we dive into this episode, I need to tell you about the newest Skin Grip launch. I don't usually brag about products that much, but when there are genuine companies out there making life with diabetes easier, I really do think that everybody should know about them. Grip just launched their newest Grip mats collection for the Detscom G-Sits and Freestyle Libre. Not only is this a smaller in size, high performance, and non-frighting option, but let me tell you, it works. I was lucky enough to be able to try them out, and first of all, this thing did not even lift. And the more impressive thing is that I was wearing my Detscom on my leg at this time. And we all know that that is not always possible. What I really loved about it was that it's really discreet, which I really appreciated. As much as I'm comfortable showing off my diabetes, sometimes I just want my devices to lay low. This new collection is all about Matt's performance, Matt's protection, and Matt's comfort. You can try them out for yourself at skingrip.com using the code L-I-S-S-I-E to save. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Keeping It One Hundred Radio. This is your go-to place for uncensored conversations around your diabetes management. My name is Lucy Pointer. I am a type one diabetic. Of it'll, in about a week or so, it'll be nine years. I'm a certified health coach and personal trainer. And the host of this podcast so if we haven't met before hey what's up really excited to have you here would love to chat with you over on instagram so if you haven't already go ahead and follow us at ki100 official underscore this is the official instagram of our signature coaching program keeping it 100 so today i am hopping on the podcast to go through some things that have been coming up with a lot of client of clients of ours so At the time of recording this, we're in about the third or so week of January, which means that we're all kind of in that mindset of like new year, new me, going on, like working on all these goals. And for a lot of people who are living with type 1 diabetes, these goals are involving your diabetes management because what we find is that this is something that is kind of on autopilot for so many years it's something that we are remaining complacent with for so many years until there comes a point where if you're listening to this podcast this is probably you we get to this point where we are like okay we need to figure this out because remaining complacent and just doing the the simple taking your insulin counting your carbs has not been working yes it might be keeping our a1c in range but we kind of get to this point where we are tired of being tired we're tired of focusing so much on the numbers we're tired and exhausted of hearing all the alarms we're tired of sitting in our endocrinologist appointments and just hearing you're doing fine see you in three months so chances are you might be in this phase of your life or your year Where January hit and you're just like, I need to figure this out because what I've been doing, while it might be the societal norm, it's not working for me. And I hear you because I was there about four years ago. And that was after I was also diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And I don't know what it is, but (laughs) when you're diagnosed with one autoimmune disease, that sucks. Like, But we get through it, right? We pick up, we do our thing. I finished college when you're diagnosed with a second autoimmune disease <sighs> something hits something is just like you go through that period or at least in my experience i went through that period where i was super resentful of my body i hated my body i didn't want to eat anything i didn't want to i was just i was pissed i was really really upset but then something hits where you're like there is a theme here and while I might not be able to change my, uh, pre- like the, might not be able to change my genetic composition, I might not be able to change my environment. I might not be able to prevent these things from happening, but I can prevent the resentment that is coming up from living with this. I can change the outcomes that might be coming up in the future. I can change the way that I can live with this and i can just kind of change that not only the mentality around it but i can really optimize the life that i'm living with it look when i was diagnosed with diabetes the first thing that came into my mind and this is a very like vulnerable um moment but like the first thing that came to my mind was like if i have to live like this i just don't want to and Everything just felt like it was going on hold. I felt like my dreams of traveling were on hold. I was a few months away from actually going on a research trip to Curacao when I was diagnosed as three months away from it. I thought that would have to be like go on hold i thought that like my chances of having a family were on hold like all these different things were coming up and looking back like i'm now in a spot where i can recognize that none of those things have to be on hold but dang like you get in this (laughs) spot in your diagnosis whether it's one diagnosis or two and you're just like why do i want to remain complacent with those views of my life like i have so many other things that i can do and that's like a small tangent of what this episode is going to be on but just to give you some insight to like maybe you're there maybe you're there right now and you're listening but that's definitely where i was about four years ago and i can resonate with every single person who comes into keeping It 100 and is in that moment of their life so chances are you might be in that spot right now and you're looking at your life with diabetes and the first thing that the internet throws at you or your endocrinologist throws at you is start by lowering your A1c. Maybe you've been hearing that for years. Maybe like that's just a personal goal of yours because how we view it is that if I lower that A1c, I will feel better because my blood sugars will be in range. If I feel better, I can do more. And I just can improve all these other areas of my life. When we look at health and wellness from a holistic point of view, we are looking at like when I, the, the certification that I went through, they call it the circle of life, which like I always hear the that the Lion King like Yeah. um, The circle of life. But (laughs) this is really talking about like the different breakdown of different pieces of wellness that actually make a difference in your health outside of just like nutrition and exercise. So we're looking at like spirituality, education, movement. We're looking at like our relationship with food. We're looking at our social life, our relationships, our career, all these different outside areas. So a lot of times what happens that I find when speaking to new clients is that we associate the A1C with the improvement in all of these other areas. We feel like if we feel better in our A1C, we'll have a better social life. We can finally have a relationship with our partner. We feel like we can make developments in our career. And while there might be a correlation between those two things, because I can definitely attest that once my Blood sugars felt predictable. I felt better in my blood sugar management. I also started dating my fiance. I um, was in a better uh, environment. I changed career paths, like all these different things lined up, which we can kind of say, like they kind of bounced off of each other. They kind of worked with each other. But the point of me kind of talking about that is that we assume that A1C equals better life. And in reality, I want you to kind of like ditch that thought for at least just a second. If you're somebody who's listening and you have an A1C goal, you have a time and range goal, you have a um, like whatever it is number wise, I want you to throw that out the window for just a hot second. Because in this episode, we're going to go through the things that you should actually be focusing on. The biofeedback that comes from managing your blood sugars and taking care of your blood sugars that I want you to focus on instead. Because chances are when we focus on those outcomes, that biofeedback coming from our bodies, we see the A1C in correlation. So instead of having the A1C as the driver, I want you to see the other point of view in having these markers as the driver instead. And you'll just see not only the response in your overall blood sugar management and your A1C, but you're also going to see the sustainability that comes with it. So one thing that we noticed that happens when we do focus on that A1C marker. So let's just say your A1C is in the 8s or the 7s right now, and you're really, really focusing on getting that into the 5s. When we have that numerical marker and that quantitative goal, what usually happens is that we do we take all the wrong actions to get us there. So we are doing things like jumping to the low-carb diets. We are working on moving our bodies every day. We are trying to stick to a solid routine. And while in the societal view, those things may be healthy, more often than not, those are going to be the things that are leading us straight to burnout. Because chances are, if you're doing them for your A1C they are not sustainable for your life in the long run. So instead, we're going to go through some of these things, the biofeedback, the responses from your body that I want you to focus on instead. And when you focus on these markers instead, what you'll notice is you're going to start taking actions that focus on these markers. So you're going to start taking actions that actually are tangible and they're small and they're sustainable and they lead you to these maybe they feel like smaller goals or these smaller outcomes but in reality they make the biggest differences. So before we go into that just a quick like defining moment when we're talking about biofeedback in this episode we're really talking about the the feedback that's coming from your body, the response that you're getting from your body. So like just to put it in the as a lot of people work out if you're listening to this maybe you're somebody who does like strength training this is just coming from my personal training background when we're talking about biofeedback as it relates to exercise usually we're we're looking at okay like what is our soreness look like how is our sleep looking what does our what is our hunger cues what was that telling us you know all of those different things so I want you to focus on as you are doing as you are taking steps to approach your diabetes management what how is your body responding that's gonna make more sense in just a minute (laughs) so the the biofeedback that i would focus on is number one your energy levels so usually what happens is as you focus on more predictable blood sugars your energy levels are going to naturally improve because what happens when our blood sugars are in range our body can do its job we're feeling more energized we don't feel like we are sleeping because of the high blood sugars all day so the very first thing that like the marker of of um progression that i would first mark or keep track of is those energy levels so if you are taking an action maybe you're making changes to your diet or you are making changes to your routine with your movement or just simply making changes to your bolusing behavior the first question that i want you to ask as you're seeing those results come in is on a scale of one to ten where are my energy levels and based off of that answer what is that telling me so i.e if you're somebody who like maybe to control your blood sugars more, you want to try a low carb diet. This will always be my go to example. I'm sorry if you love low carb diets. I just know that they didn't work for me Um, and they don't work for a lot of people that we work with. But if you're somebody who like you want to control your blood sugars, you're trying the low carb diet and you find that your energy levels are now at a 2 That's probably your indication that that's not a true marker of success. Even if you're seeing the results in your blood sugars that you want to see, the fact that that area is ranking so low and your energy levels are so low is telling you that that is not a true indicator of success and that even if it might lower your A1C in the long run, chances chances are, realistically, it's not going to lower it in, sorry, I meant in the short term, it's not going (laughs) to lower it in the long run. So very first like priority that I would measure as a marker of biofeedback is your energy levels. So number two, the second thing that I would kind of look at is based off of what I'm doing, how are my sleep, like what is my quality of sleep look like? So when we focus on our blood sugar management and we are taking the right steps to get there, you are going to notice that you are getting such better sleep because Not only what happens is that your blood sugars feel better before you go to bed, you have more accurate basal rates, you have all the right actions before, um, like after dinner in your bolstering behavior, so you're going to bed in range and staying in range, you're going to have less alarms. Less alarms mean less interruptions. And overall, when your blood sugars are in range, your body can actually work on recovering and doing the operations that it was designed to do. So you're going to notice that that recovery time is a lot more restful. That time sleeping is going to be a lot better quality and you're going to be able to actually get into that deep sleep rather than um, being woken up by an alarm every few hours because trust me, I have been there and it is the most miserable thing. So as you focus on your blood sugar management, you're focusing on taking these sustainable steps to lower your A1C. You're going to notice that you're sleep quality is so much better so currently you know before even doing anything i want you to take a second and just kind of like write down as well on a piece of paper of like where am i currently sitting on a scale of one to ten one being the lowest ten being the highest where am i currently sitting in my energy levels and my sleep quality and just kind of keep note of that like keep it in your phone keep it in your back pocket whatever it is Number two, um, or sorry, three, another piece of biofeedback that you'll notice is you're going to have a lot less fluctuations in your weight. And this is a little controversial. We're going to actually sit down with Amanda Siprich um, in about a month or so and have a whole conversation of the concept of weight gain and insulin and uh, your blood sugars as a relation with that. But usually what happens is that as we are Less controlled in our blood sugars, and I'm using the word control as like very lightly. but as we have more fluctuation in our blood sugars, we usually notice more fluctuations in our weight as well. So you might notice that you're dropping weight easily easily easier. you might notice that you're gaining weight easier. So usually what that means is that we're seeing more fluctuations in our blood sugars. Maybe your body's not getting the insulin that it needs. maybe it's getting more than what it needs. Um. So you'll kind of start noticing those fluctuations. But when we see more predictable blood sugars and we're doing it in the appropriate way, you're going to notice that kind of like, not not flat now, that's not the word I want to use, but it's going to be more stable in the sense that your body will kind of come to this neutral point. So with that being said, like just in in the conversation about weight, like there's no good weight, there's no bad weight. I hear all the time of like, I started taking insulin and then I gained weight and chances are that's your body coming back to baseline. But you're going to start noticing as again, this like this feedback from your body, this response from your body, when your your blood sugars are more predictable, that fluctuation is also going to end and you're going to come back to that neutral point of where your body is supposed to be. So, just be careful with that one don't use it as a progress marker or anything like that i would just say like it can be an indicator of it, it can just be an indicator of where our blood sugars are um so number 4 you know where this is going i talk about this on almost every episode but your cycle be very aware of how your cycle feels the length of your cycle how your hormones are responding um being very aware of your cycle can also be feedback, a response from your body. So chances are when we are caring for our blood sugars and we are doing the things that are appropriate for our blood sugars, we are fueling our body, we're taking the right amount of insulin for our body, we are moving our body, we are giving our body fuel and nutrients, chances are you're going to see a lot smoother cycle. So you're going to have less uh, PMS. You're going to have less like fatigue and pain. You're going to have cycles that are the right length. I really, really see correlations in the menstrual cycle. And just when we take care of our blood sugars, we see improvement in our cycle. When we take care of our hormones, we also see improvement in our blood sugars. So your cycle, like they call it another vital sign, it really, really is. And especially with blood sugar management, as a Woman who menstruates, this is definitely something that I would say like pay attention to because you'll really start noticing the correlations between the two. So just something to be aware of and also to kind of like look at as that response from your body. Number five, I think we number five, is your appetite. So like I have so many conversations with women who take it as like if they're hungry, that's a bad thing. And I, like, I, I don't, okay, don't take this wrong way. I like feeling hungry. And why? Because that tells me that my body needs more fuel and that's it. And it's telling me that, you know, the, it, it's telling me that like my body needs more of something and I'm allowed to listen to it. So chances are like when you focus on your blood sugars, there's a few things that are happening. One, you're feeling better because you're not maybe having so many post uh, meal for your spikes. You're probably moving your body more, which is naturally increasing your metabolism. You are hydrating more. You're sleeping better. You're fueling your body in a different way. So you may notice that you have more hunger cues and that is not necessarily a bad thing. I actually think that it's really something to pay attention to and to something something to listen to. So just be aware of kind of these different things that may change as a as an outcome of supporting your blood sugars and taking care of your blood sugars and these are all things that like once our blood sugars feel in line and we can focus on these outcomes instead we are going to start seeing that progression in our a1c we're going to feel more energized we're going to feel more rested we're going to notice that all of the other attempts in our life that we're making to feel healthier so like Going to the gym, we're going to start actually seeing the results from that because we're able to recover better. We're able to eat more food and grow our muscles more. And we're able to get better sleep. And our body's able to do these things that it was actually made to do. So, just kind of a different take on setting goals. I really think that like the A1C should be in correlation with these goals. And that when it is, they it's sustainable it's just more sustainable than just shooting for the number and because usually again like we talked about that's just going to lead more into burnout so if you're somebody who like you really want to look further at your diabetes management outside of just the number you know that you want to focus on your diabetes management but you're not sure where to start that isn't just focusing on the a1c I am going to invite you to go into the show notes of this episode and take our newest quiz. This is going to help you identify exactly where to focus in your diabetes management. So when you take this quiz, it is going to take your preferences, it's going to take your experiences, your goals, and it's going to help break things down so that you have one specific area to focus on in your blood sugar management so that you don't have to worry about trying to do everything at once and focus on all the wrong things and go into your next endo appointment feeling more confused than ever. So that is in the show notes take a screenshot of your results and send it to me over on instagram again you can find us at ki100 official underscore Um, that is our official keeping 100 instagram and we cannot wait to hear what you'll be focusing on coming into the new year i hope that this episode helped change your perspective a bit and kind of change the way that you are going about your goals for the new year and we will see you next week